1: A promotional fee has been paid by the sponsor of this program for its editorial content. Statements, views, and beliefs expressed by the sponsor do not reflect those of WOKV or Cox Media Group.
0: In the House with Ken and Jared is brought to you by Universal Roof and Contracting. Our Ask the Expert weekend continues with In the House with Ken and Jared. For all your questions on roofing, siding, and home improvement, call 340-1045. Ken and Jared at Universal Roof are ready to answer your questions. In the House on News 1045 WOKV. Good morning. Welcome to In the House uh, brought to you by Universal Roof and Contracting. We thank you so much for joining and for listening. And we are here for the next hour to answer any questions that you might have about roofing, or siding or windows or really anything, uh, we have experience in, in pretty much anything dealing with uh, contracting home improvement. If you are uh, considering a major project and you just want a little advice or you maybe you already started a project and if we can help you, uh, we don't have all the answers. I can't claim to, to, to have that, but we, we should have quite a few uh, just based on years of experience. So Again, this is In the House with Ken and Jared, and I am neither Ken nor Jared. They are not here. Ken has uh, been very busy uh, with a major move and some work that he's been doing on a new property of his. And Jared is still out of the country. He is in India. Uh, Actually, right now he is back in Scotland. So uh, they went to India for four or five, six days and did quite a bit of uh, work there, doing some uh, work with the church that actually Jared and I both attend. And uh, then they took about four or five days in Scotland um, because the pastor that went with them is from Scotland. So they had places to stay and and things like that. So uh, I'm really excited to be here and to talk to you about any questions you might have. So if you would like to give us a call, the phone number is three four zero one zero four five. If you'd like to email questions, you can email questions at universalroofjacks.com. Again, the number is three four zero one zero four five so uh just preparation for today we'd like to talk a little bit about um you know maybe if you're tackling a major project or something like that uh you could use a little bit of advice and so we're going to talk about that as well as answer your calls so doug uh, advice on cleaning his roof in preparation for selling his home uh doug you are in the house Oops, sorry, that was my bad. That was a text question. So, uh, we do have advice on cleaning the roof. Depending on the type of roof that you have, it's a a shingle um, roof, then you need to be very careful because you can't pressure wash a shingle roof at all. Oh, see. Okay, sorry about that, Doug. Doug had a little technical problem. Doug, you're in the house. Go ahead with your question.
2: Oh, great. So, my question is got a, uh, a tile roof got some of the typical black stains on it as well as the side of the house that stains on it. I'm just exactly not certain how to address it, only because you guys helped me with some tile replacement uh, a couple years ago, and the comment was about people walking on the roof had damaged some of those shingles, so I really don't know exactly what to do to get all the stains resolved.
0: So just a quick question, was it, is it a actual tile roof, or when you say tile, you're just saying regular asphalt shingles?
2: Ceramic tile.
0: So so it is an actual tile roof. So um, depending on the type of tile that it is, there are some tile, like traditional old clay tiles, that if you walk on them, they're breaking. I mean, there's no – so you have to be incredibly careful and incredibly experienced and – really even in very light if you're if you're going to get up on a on an older clay tile roof but if it's a concrete tile or as or a more sturdy tile there are correct ways to walk on it um, and to clean it the good thing about uh tile roofs a, a concrete tile uh, or a ceramic tile roof is that uh, you can pressure wash it. So it's not like a shingle uh, where you cannot pressure wash or, or do anything like that. So you can use, um, you know, higher pressure. Uh, you still want to do a chemical clean to, uh, even if it's just a light bleach solution to loosen those things. So you're not, you're not up there. Um, the biggest concern with a tile roof is when they get wet and if you're using some sort of chemical, it's very slippery. So, um, so it's it is good to if, depending on how steep it is and all those things and, and how much up for the challenge you maybe if it's just some spot cleaning you can probably go up and um, even just you know a little scrubbing or if you have a light pre- a small pressure washer you could you could pressure wash those um, but you do need to be very careful when walking on a tile roof.
2: Yeah, exactly. And since this is a two-story home, I don't plan to do it myself. I just am not certain of who uh, what type of professional group I need to get in there to do the work.
0: Yeah, so um, basically, you do need a, a professional, and uh, um, I don't actually have one that I refer up in, in Jacksonville too much. Um, but uh, you definitely do want a professional. But any any pressure washing company actually tile roofs can do. They, if they're cleaning the whole roof, they have you want somebody that specializes in roof cleaning because then they have a particular type of system. Again, if it's if it's spot cleaning, any pressure wash will do. If you're cleaning the entire roof, they have a, uh, a system. It's a big round uh, bin that fits on there and has like a circular uh, pattern of, of pressure washing to clean that up. So um, I don't have an exact referral for you to go, but if you, you definitely want somebody, if you're going to do the entire roof that specializes in roof cleaning and, uh, and they can do it and they have all the safety um, features that, that are needed. I will do a little bit of research and I'll try to get you a, a specific name.
2: Hey, final question then, do I need to have, uh, would the same or, same company be able to pressure wash uh, the home as well as the roof, or do I need to get two different companies?
0: No, you should be, they should be able to do the same. If you get one that obviously specializes in roof cleaning, I mean, are you, again, are you trying to clean the entire house and the entire roof, or are you more for a spot clean?
2: It's the entire roof and uh, the entire home.
0: Yeah, the most of the ones that, most of the guys that do clean roofs, they have the, they have the capability of doing both. So um, I would get somebody that specializes in roofs because, you know, I mean, brush brush the entire home is not as safety, uh, much of a safety concern as the roof. So they could certainly do it uh, from there for the most part.
2: Great. Final question for them. Is there anything I can do for preventative maintenance to prevent that black staining from uh, getting on the tile?
0: Um, there's not too much you can do. I mean, it depends why it's staining. If there's like overhanging trees and you know it just stays wet, um, those type of things. When they do clean it, they can put an antimicrobial, um, you know, uh, chemical on it that can inhibit the growth. But at some point, it, it will come back. So if you do have a lot of trees overhanging or those kind of things, and they just need trimming back to allow thing the sun to shine a bit more brightly and and dry things out a bit more quickly, uh, that that is something that can be done, but uh, yeah, I, it is. I
2: thought in this particular home, it's a new neighborhood. There are no trees that even reach anywhere close to the second story. So that's, what I was surprised to see within a couple of years it got so dark.
0: Yeah, that is, that is unusual. Um, so when the, you know, the roof cleaner, you can have them uh, put a, a chemical on it that will inhibit some microbial growth. And uh, that should, you know, at least buy you an extra couple of years. I mean, it won't be a forever kind of thing, but it, but it will buy you some time for sure. Great, thanks for the help. You're very welcome. Good luck with that. And I will do some research and see what I can, information I can get for you. Um, also, so anytime you're dealing with a roof, um, obviously safety is the utmost importance. So just be super careful. Uh, most people should just honestly not ever get on their roof, um, but a lot of people certainly are very capable and they have very much confidence and they and they go up there and, and things are fine. But uh, it's not necessarily rocket science, but you do want to be very careful. And if you do have a tile roof um, or a roof like that, even a standing seam metal roof, you know, you could bend the seams if you don't walk correctly on it, or you could, uh, you know, break the tile as well. If you're walking improperly on a tile roof, say especially a barrel tile, you have to be very careful. So I do want to go right back to the phones. We have Bruce in Arlington. He wants to replace his windows. Uh, good morning, Bruce. You are in the house. Good morning. Thank
2: you. Yeah, I've got
1: um, some large windows. They're you know older windows. The house was built in the 70s. Um, approximately five foot by five foot. I don't know the actual dimensions off the top of my head. Um, and it's a brick exterior.
0: Okay, is the house framed, like a wood frame, and with brick veneer on it? I believe yes. Okay. Um, and so, the, do the windows operate?
1: Yeah, it's just an aluminum, you know, frame window with a single pane.
0: Okay, and is it a single window, or are there like two windows and one opening, and they're molded together?
1: I think there's actually like three or four openings. You know, they're lengthy, I think, if I can remember correctly. But uh, I don't really care... To put back the same style of window, we don't ever, they do open, we don't ever open the windows except maybe the bottom. Um, okay. But, you know, just a, a standard-looking window, just want to kind of look at what it costs would be to replace these two big windows in the main room.
0: Okay. Um, well, you're, you're I'll, I'll answer the question best I can with the information that I have. So, if you want, are you looking primarily for energy efficiency and, like, noise reduction as well as improving the look? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, what most people are doing these days is a vinyl window. And, uh, you know, there's definitely different grades of vinyl window, you know, and composite windows and those type of things. Um, and that that will really determine the cost. You know, you have everybody out there from, uh, you know, from some people advertising very low window replacements cost. And then you, when you actually come out and give a bid, it's quite a bit more than, than what it might be. But you're looking um, from the very lowest end of the Spectrum around five hundred dollars per window, and then you know up higher spectrum you could get to twelve fifteen hundred dollars per window, depending on type the type of mm-hmm. window that you're that you're looking for so if you wanted a you know wood clad window, those are obviously the most expensive, but in my opinion they're incredibly beautiful, but uh that may not meet everybody's uh need or desire so there's a couple concerns you said you don't want them to operate or you don't care if they operate or not or
1: Um, yeah, to me, it's, we don't open the windows there in that room, so it doesn't matter if it's a, a fixed window or if it's, you know, opens on the bottom, you know, to allow some airflow.
0: Okay. Um. So the thing is, most people nowadays, again, I'll just do, like, I'll speak in generalities, and then we can talk more specifically about yours. But in generalities, most people get a double-hung window, which both sashes operate top and bottom. Uh, There are several reasons for that. One is you actually get better airflow just by lowering the top top sash down so that, you know, air can, can flow in that way. You actually get better ventilation lowering the top sash than you do raising the bottom sash and another reason is that um that more people are just going with them because you can fold the wind both sashes down inside you can clean the entire window from inside the house without having to go outside and you know climb through your bushes and all of those type of things so uh, that's those are those are a couple considerations really the most important thing or the two biggest reasons people replace their windows now is for insulation, you know, so you're improving your, the energy efficiency of your home and noise reduction is something that people don't consider very often. But if you have, if you have the existing aluminum single glazed windows, then when you switch to a double insulated, you know, nice wide space between the glass, um, it makes a big difference on the insulating value of that window. And you can really feel the difference and really hear the difference. You know, you can sleep right through, sometimes, the lawn mow, the lawn maintenance guy or whatever or uh, your kids can sleep through you mowing the grass or whatever it is because of the extreme noise reduction. The only thing that you do have to consider is if it's in a bedroom, the windows do have to operate, so uh, you have to have uh, egress, um, a method of egress to escape, and you know, in the uh, terrible circumstance of a fire or something like that. So those are things to consider. So you can, there really is a big span of what you can pay for a window. Uh, was that helpful at all? Do You have any other questions about that? Um, It does.
2: uh, I guess because it's a
1: brick exterior, I didn't know how they finished that. Do they do it off from the inside, pull the windows out, and then push them back in?
0: No, they'll uh, collapse. Usually they'll collapse the window, so if they're operable, they'll take out the operating portion and kind of collapse the Mm -hmm. aluminum in. Um, And then if you do have brick, you can actually order windows with a brick mold already applied, so you want that to fit tightly against the brick, or not tightly, but you know, yeah. you want it to fit closely within there so it can be easily caulked or waterproofed in some way and then the inside a custom window will actually fit in between the drywall so right. depending on the the size of the opening they may not be able to apply the brick mold because they don't know exactly how that's going to coordinate but you can always do it after uh, so those are a couple of options but I've seen it done both ways in a retrofit where the brick mold is attached and then you just fit it nice and tight and all you got to do is caulk the interior and you get You get done, and it's a nice finished look on the inside. Uh, There are all kinds of challenges that are probably hard to discuss if it's, you know, cased out on the inside with stain-grade wood, and those are all different, obviously, add cost and and make things different. But most people in Florida have return drywall, so it's usually not that big a deal. Right. Okay. Okay. Excellent. All right, good luck with that project, and replacing windows is always good. If you have any other questions, you can call us at 340 1045. You are in the house with Ken and Jared. We'll see you shortly. Good morning. Welcome back to In the House with Ken and Jared. I am taking the big chair this morning. My name is Jim Sellers. I'm the Director of Sales at Universal Roof and Contracting. Uh, just so you do know, I'm a licensed general contractor with quite a few years of experience in, uh, in the construction industry. Uh, if you'd like to join the fun on the phones, the phone number is three four We're going to go to Brian in Ponte Vedra with more questions about a window replacement. Good morning, Brian. You're in the house.
1: Hey, thank you for letting me in the house. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you, Jim. Um, Hey, I got a question about window replacement. Okay. Okay, now, I've got two options. Replace the windows um, or paint the window frames, because I want to change the color of the home. And um, I wonder if I can paint over uh, anodized bronze uh, window frames and make them white or if I need to replace them. Now, I had a, a, a company come over and give me uh, an estimate of um, what they have uh, for window replacement, and um, I have the uh, specifications here. It's talking about visible uh, transmittance 0.45, air leakage 0.1, U-factor 0.29, and, uh solar heat gain coefficient 0.19 um would it be better for me to just paint the windows
0: well are they, like, so the existing windows they're aluminum and they're single glazed or are they
1: no it's double pane windows um but um the frames are they appear to be anodized um, aluminum
0: Okay, so uh, the the question would be really so. I guess there's a few things. Are there grids that are the grids in between the glass, or the grids applied to the exterior of the glass? Uh, those are questions that I kind of need to think about.
1: Yeah, there there's um, the grids. Um, they have interior grids, and they're um, horizontal and vol- uh, and vertical. But um, I don't really care if uh, if if they're painted or not. You know. Uh, or if they were to be replaced, I wouldn't want them anyhow. The grids don't do anything for me. All they do is collect dust.
0: Yeah, actually, I'm kind of a fan of a clear glass myself, of an open open pane myself. So I do think um – Painting is going to have some challenges, I do believe, and you're not going to get as much benefit and the, the thing about painting aluminum, even though paint has come a long way uh and they do have make great paints and primers for anodized aluminum now uh I mean you could certainly do it. I would probably get a price on it just to see what it costs and uh and to te- check with the uh you know the manufacturer of the paint to make sure that because if somebody if somebody's house painter comes out and sprays his regular exterior grade house paint on there without something in consideration but no matter what eventually you know if you if you bump it or scratch it it will i believe you will get some scratching on that so i personally prefer the idea of replacing the windows but obviously that's going to be a lot more money so that's that's a question that i can't specifically answer but uh but i do know that the quality of paints is good enough now where i think painting is a viable option several years ago i would have said don't waste your time but uh, there are paints that are much more available now and they will adhere uh with proper primers and and prep to those aluminum windows. I just you know depending on the condition of the windows, how much prep they're going to take, how long it's going to take, what type of uh you know what type of paint's going to be required. So those are questions that need to be answered. Um we are coming up on a hard break. So give us a call and you can join the phone fun at 340-1045. Again, you're in the house with Ken and Jared. We will talk to you in a few minutes. Our Ask the Expert weekend continues with In the House with Ken and Jared. For all your questions on roofing, siding, and home improvement, call 340-1045. Ken and Jared at Universal Roof are ready to answer your questions. In the House on News 1045 WOKV. Good morning, welcome back to In the House with Ken and Jared, we're super excited. Take your calls today by we, I mean me, because I'm the only one here. My name is Jim Sellers. I'm the Director of Sales uh, for Universal Roof and Contracting. If you just want to skip all the questions and have an estimator from Universal Roof and Contracting, come out and take a look at your house or your particular roof, uh, siding, or window question, you can give the office a call at 904 647 three nine zero seven that's six four seven three nine zero seven and we have somebody there waiting to take your call now uh we are going to go right back to the phones uh quite a few questions today we have george in the beaches with a question about the foundation of his house good morning I, yes, george
2: and, yes and thank you for taking my call you're welcome um, thank you. uh i have a small house where it's, so it was built in the 1950s and the uh foundation gets kind of separated from the or the flooring has separated from the footer. Uh, there's a substantial crack, maybe uh, half an inch, and then there's been a, it's sunk a little bit too on the uh, center section. And I was just wondering if, if there's a fix for that. or.
0: Uh, okay, so let me just try to get a little bit more information. So it's a concrete slab? It is a concrete slab, yes. With a uh, stem wall footer around it, or is it just all one concrete you- one slab of concrete? Uh, As far as I can tell, it's one slab. Okay. Um, So, you know, with a a home of that age, it's not terribly uncommon to have uh, some cracking and some separation if you, you know, I mean, to be truly sure, I mean, you have to have an engineer take a look. I mean, to be 100% confident, um, you know, I try to go by what I would do on my house, and there are some really good solid two-part epoxies uh, that, uh, that, that you can, that you can mix and you can, you can fill some of those cracking. So if it's just a settling crack, if you can't, you know, and if you're getting a separation between, um, you know, the walls and that, that slab, you could, you could fill that because it's not, you know, again, we're talking a, a house that's about almost 70 years old, 60, 70 years old. So, right. um, so, so it's not, it's not incredibly uncommon to see that. I mean, obviously you want to watch it pretty closely because if you do see some, you know, any rapid progression or any visible change, you know, you could put a, you know, you could just have, you know, slide something in there as a measuring kind of tool to see if it, if you get any, any separation. But, you know, when you're dealing with blo- the with concrete or block or framing, you know, in, in relation to the slab, um, I would personally, you know, again, and I can't, not seeing it specifically, I mean, I can't necessarily swear by this diagnosis, so you may, you may want to consult a, an engineer or something. But, uh, you know, some some of the two-part epoxies are great for the caulking, uh, you know, to, to separate those now or to, to fill in those separations, and they do it here. They actually, uh, you know, you're uh, even according to code now, you're allowed to embed rebar with these two-part epoxies in the concrete, you know, and, and build an addition onto it. So they are, uh, it's some pretty good stuff that's available now. Okay, is that something that uh, you guys would do? Um no, probably not. We wouldn't uh we wouldn't be able to do that. You may want to get uh somebody that's a concrete guy. I mean, you could have a handyman do that. Uh oh. in order to do that, we just uh we don't have that service in Jacksonville um right now, but uh but again, those epoxies are available at you know, even at the big box stores. Uh, they do have some of them available, so it it could be done uh, relatively easily. Okay, so, all right. Okay, good luck with that. Um, hope that answers your question. And, again, it's difficult. Some things are very difficult to do, diagnose over the air, but uh, we will certainly do our best. Um, speaking of something uh, that's a different question for me is uh, Karen in Mandarin, and she has a question about her shutters. Hello, Karen.
2: Good morning, Jim. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, I've upgraded. I have about a 50-year-old house in Mandarin, and um, it's wood structure, wood uh, brick face. I've upgraded all the windows to a pretty high uh, vinyl in the last two years, and now I'm. I would like to add, replace those faux vinyl shutters on the front with um, actual aluminum storm shutters. Is there any downside to that?
0: Um, the aesthetically, I mean, so it's uh, it is an, uh, an actual shutter that stays in place and it operates and covers the windows with a, a full storm shutter. Yes yes now the uh you know is it a block home no oh, no you said it's framed with brick correct so the only thing is obviously being able to fasten into brick that age it be, would be my only concern i'm sure they could uh I'm sure they have dealt with that before. The people that specialize in those those type of items. The only thing with me would be aesthetically. You know, does it look like you want it to look? Is it going to be as nice as what you currently have, or does it you know does it meet your need aesthetically? Obviously, it's very nice to have them, and they and it's you know to have shutters that just that actually perform a function rather than just look nice is uh, is right. a great opportunity as well. So, you know, as long as the people feel confident and, and again those two-part epoxies like I was just talking about uh, on the previous caller that that they may be able to embed those to make sure those older brick can in fact hold the shutters. That's the only that's the only concern that I think I would have as long as it meets your needs, you know, the way you want it to look and of course the the safety of of a storm shutter so. I think you're you're I think you're good if you go with that.
2: Thank you very much. They did tell me that they put it through the facing right into the wood. They make sure it goes all the way through. So I feel much better about having signed a contract yesterday. Thank you very much. Oh, good.
0: Good. I'm glad I could help. Thank you. And uh, great luck with that project. uh, I'm sure it's going to add both value and some security to your home. Thank you again for calling in the house. Um, We're going back right to the phones with Mary in Bay Meadows. She has water getting inside of the house through her chimney. Uh, Mary, you are in the house. Hi. Hi.
1: Yeah, I, uh, we had a new roof put on. And uh, we've always had a problem uh, since the house has been built with uh, water coming in down through the chimney whenever it rains. And um, so there used to be a, it's a brick home and it used to have a big brick dome across the top. So we took that off and put a regular chimney cap up there. But um, when it rains, it comes right down the inside of my fireplace. So what can I do?
0: So it comes down actually inside the fireplace. It's not a, so it's not, not a roof leak, um, more than likely. It comes okay.
2: down through the
0: flue. Okay, so normally I was all ready for a roof leak question because most roof leaks, many roof leaks anyway, clear uh, occur right around a chimney. So if you're having a leak at the chimney, when they replace the chimney cap, did they put a new spark arrestor on it?
1: Um. Yes, they did. Hmm.
0: That is, um, that's a challenging question. And so let me think here. The only thing is that if they did not build a, uh, if they didn't build the chimney cap with a large enough um, insert section, so basically a baffle that goes up for a collar. Uh, um, basically, what has to happen is the uh, chimney cap and the spark arrestor have to kind of work together. So there should be a collar where the chimney cap, uh, where the flue comes through the chimney cap, and then that sh- that collar should be high enough to keep the water out, and then the spark arrestor. If it's coming down the flue, uh, it has to be a, a situation with a spark arrestor. So they either didn't put uh, a good enough spark arrestor on there, or it's not connected properly. So right there where the spark arrestor meets the flue, you know, if it wasn't fastened correctly, uh, water could be, you know, it could have wind could have blown it up yeah, or, cause or they,
1: it. Yeah, because when they, you know, try to do like a water test up there or something, and when the water. Uh you know, hits the roof, and then it bounces off the roof, comes right down inside. So when it, when it rains really hard or it's real windy, I got water coming down inside the fireplace. So is that something you guys can look at?
0: Yes, we could take a look at it. We would would probably have to uh, refer you to – well, no, we we work with a sheet metal fabricator, so if we have to change the chimney cap or, you know, provide a new spark arrestor, we could certainly do that. So you could just call the office at 904-647-3907 and have one of the estimators come out and take a look. We'd get, you know, obviously a much better idea with eyes directly on it.
1: Okay,
2: 647-3907.
0: Yes, that's correct.
2: Thank you very much.
0: You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, chimneys uh in and, and they are definitely a you know, reoccurring problem whether it's a roof to wall leak at the um you know, at the transition there or chimney caps get worn, um, because metal chimney caps are fabricated in a way where they have a you know, a certain bend to them that keeps the water shedding off of them and sometimes, you know, the bigger the chimney cap or the different types of construction, those chimney caps can actually kinda of settle down in and water will begin to pond on them and even though they are galvanized or some material that's uh, made not to rust, if it's just water ponding on it and staying on it, uh, then eventually you are going to have some corrosion take place. And so chimneys, chimney caps, spark arresters, all of those uh, can be sources of water intrusion, and we are glad to take a look at those. Uh, universal roofed contracting, if you've had that problem, a lot of people, that if they've had a chimney leak, they've had it for a long time, and even when they replace the roof, if the roofing contractor doesn't replace the flashing or deal with the actual issue, a new roof won't actually fix the problem unless you tackle that initial construction flaw, so that's something that you need to consider, and of course, you can call the office at 904-647-3907, and we can have an estimator come out and take a look if you're having a problem such as that. We also need to go right back to the phone uh, with Tim and Mandarin. He has a question about putting on a new roof. Tim, you are in the house.
2: Yeah, I got a pitch roof that goes into a flat roof. And I was of the just estimated cost of putting a tin roof on about a three thousand square foot house with a pitch with a flat roof.
0: Okay, uh, how flat is the flat roof? Would you want metal on the flat roof as well?
2: Yeah, I want. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it metal all the way. That way, it's it's right.
0: Okay, how flat is is it like super flat, or does it have some pitch to it on that flat roof?
2: Well, they put some foam underneath it last time they put it and built it up like two inches underneath the foam, and I know all that stuff will be torn off, so it has to be built up, i guess
0: okay, okay, I mean, it doesn't sound like that difficult to question, but it is pretty difficult, you know, depending on how the the steep the pitch is, obviously a uh and I know people say tin roof, and I know that, you know, it's not tin anymore. We don't, you know, there's right. it's, a, it's a galval. I'm going to explain that to the audience just so everybody knows, knows so they may not because they may not. Uh, you All know, right. they used to use old-school galvanized or what we would call a tin roof, and they still use galvanized, uh, plain galvanized roofs in, like, agricultural applications, and so you still may see what we would classically call a tin roof. Um, but now there's a product called Galvalume, which is kind of a galvanized aluminum, um, application to you know traditional steel that uh, will you know inhibit rust in a residential uh, setting much better than a traditional galvanized roof so uh, so that's what we're talking about here and there's a couple there's several different kind there's you know some with exposed fasteners some with um, hidden fasteners so it depends on uh, you know which which of those selections you go with the hidden fastener or the standing seam roofs costs you know pretty good bit more, significantly more than the uh, exposed fastener uh, type type of roof. So on a 3,000-square-foot house, and, and again, I apologize for the somewhat vagueness, but it's going to be, you know, it's, it's a more expensive product than a shingle, so, you know, you're going to be in that near $20,000 probably if, uh, you know, depending on how cut up it is, and it doesn't sound like it's too cut up, so it may not be that bad. But the great news about a, a high-quality metal roof is it is definitely – the last roof you'll ever have to put on and uh, you can leave it to your kids and their kids because it is it's a great product about uh, 20 grand you said yeah, some, somewhere in there i mean it you know, give or take depending on the, the the actual selection that you make and uh the you know the the quality of roof whether it's hidden a fastener or exposed fastener i mean there's also option of like stone coated steel which are you know they're they're they'd be significantly more than that as well but for a traditional metal roof i think that's a good kind of starting point you know you could probably go either way a little bit
2: uh, Right, well, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate
0: it. You're very welcome. Thank you. And, yeah, if you want if you are interested in getting a quote on a metal roof, again, we love metal roofs. Uh, you can call the office at 647-3907, and I'll just quickly talk about some of the advantages of a metal roof and why I say it's the last roof you'll ever have to put on. And the reason I say that is because, especially if you do a hidden fastener-type system, there is no... There's no wearing of the fastener. You're not relying on the fastener to keep the water out like you are with, a, with a, maybe an older exposed fastener metal roof, and even those will outlast a shingle roof significantly. Uh, they don't require quite as much ventilation because they do reflect heat at a much higher rate. So um although I do I'm not opposed to shingle roofs we put them on all the time I like shingle roofs um they're they're a great option for many people but if you really have a home that you're going to stay in um I would suggest a hidden fastener style Metal roof. I actually plan on putting one of those on my house uh, when my roof gets replaced. I'm not going to do it for fun. I'm going to wait till my shingles are worn out, Um, but I am going to replace with a metal roof next time uh, that that opportunity presents itself. So if you have any other questions here, you can give us a call at 340 1045 and we can talk it out on the air. And if you'd like to give our office a call and schedule an estimator to come out and take a look at 647. 3907. Thank you very much. We're going to take a little break here, and we'll be back within the house in just a few minutes. Good morning. Welcome back to In the House with Ken and Jared uh, once again. You're probably tired of me hearing me say it, but Ken and Jared are not here. Um, I am here, Jim Sellers. With I am the director of sales. Jared is finishing up his overseas trip, where he spent some time in India and uh, finishing up a few days in Scotland. I believe he'll be back late Monday, so you'll be hearing his voice in the near future. Next weekend, back on In the House. So it is uh, he does love doing the show as well as I've really enjoyed doing the show so I thank you so much for for listening and calling with your questions and trusting me to help you with your home improvement project. It is an honor and we at Universal Roof and Contracting do enjoy helping people whenever we can. So if you would like to have an estimator come out and help with a potential project, the number at the office is 647 647- 3907 we are running pretty low on time but if we could might sneak one more call in the number is 3401045 if you'd like to talk about your problem on the air or your question on the air we uh at universal roof and contracting specializes in roof siding windows we really can help uh, in those uh, areas in the jacksonville area so and there's a lot of need for that and just finishing up what i was talking about before you know talking about a metal roof, what when's the right time to get a metal roof versus a shingle roof, and uh, what is the what are the pros and cons or the benefits of having you know a metal roof versus a shingle roof um, the the A lot of the reason people go with shingles is because that's what everybody uses uh Shingles are the things that we see the most common and you know they have made a lot of improvements in shingles as far as the look moving. Over you know twenty years or so ago, away from just a flat three-tab shingle um, to an architectural shingle, which does look much nicer. It can it can really make a home stand out. Uh, if you have you know, and there are upgraded shingles from there that are still asphalt shingles. Uh, there are really some dimensional and some designer shingles that will really look incredible, um, and they can make a big difference. And so the question is, you know, is if you're going to be in the home for you know five or six years or Maybe even a little longer. The shingle roof is great. If this is the roof of a lifetime, and if you, this is your home, maybe you inherited the home from your parents and you're going to hand it down to your kids, uh, then a metal roof is is absolutely the best way to go. Uh, we do have one more call on the line about a metal roof. Once again, John in Lake Butler has uh, some some stuff on his roof. It looks like John, you're in the house.
1: Yes, um, I have a line of oak trees in front of my house. I built my own house eight years ago, and also. Um, the tin roof is teal blue you can get them in different colors
0: absolutely That's true as well. it,
1: yeah it's gathered that um, black soot on it and I was wondering how to go about cleaning it I didn't know to stand on it with a pressure washer or slip and fall down or
0: well that is the big concern on the metal roof is obviously it's pretty much a big slide so uh, so anything you can do not standing on the roof i would suggest that you know I mean they do make uh you know you can, they, they make you know shoes that are going to stick much better and and have those type of things that you can do it but if you can clean it if it's on the edge of the roof uh, you know you maybe you could do it just from the from the no it's the uh, whole
1: roof i did think of one thing put chlorine in the pressure cleaner and shoot it from the ground up on the roof and let it sit and then wash it off from the ground, maybe to get. That's it on. what I would.
0: That's what I would try myself. And if that doesn't work, then I would probably hire a roof cleaning company, just because I do think a metal roof is too dangerous to climb around on with a. Yeah. With a, you know, with a pressure washer and getting it all wet. So I would consult a professional. But I would, yeah, I would not be afraid to do that. That's a great thing about a metal roof is you can do a lot to them. And uh, we are basically out of time, John. So good luck with that project thank you once again for joining us here at in the house uh in the jacksonville area and again you can call the office if you have an estimator come out and look at your house at 647-3907 follow us on in the house show.com and all the projects or things that we're doing and somehow associated with are on that that website so again thank you so much for listening we hope you have a great rest of the weekend and we'll hope maybe you'll be working around your house and come up with a question for us next next week thank you very much